Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast again. Today's going to be a really cool show. Do you remember back on YouTube when I randomly searched for a photographer in Reno, found his website and started critiquing it? We later connected and I brought him on the show. Uh, he's a wedding photographer named Jeremy Liu. He's based in Reno and uh, we talked about his website and how I jumped on him and how he's just totally cool with you know the whole community being there to support and make everyone better. And then we just later talked shop about weddings and clients and booking and gear and it's been a really awesome 45 minutes so you definitely want to check out this episode without further ado here's jeremy lou all right jeremy thanks so much for coming uh, how are you doing today thanks man thanks for having me i'm doing awesome it's just a another day in front of the computer doing some editing yeah right on <laughs> so it's kind of a funny story i i just had this idea for doing like a website critique and I just thought, well, maybe I'll just randomly pick on someone because uh, I didn't really have anyone that was looking to have a website critique. So I just literally went, picked a market and I'm like, Reno, that there's got to be some photographers there. So I said, <laughs> Reno wedding photographer. I did this all live being recorded. I had no idea I was going to get you. And uh, just, I don't know. I, my, I was a little nervous because, you know, it's like I'm picking on somebody that didn't ask for it, but right. uh, you're super cool about it. And I think it was pretty fun just uh, hearing your responses and whatnot. So, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it was interesting because um, uh, I think I kind of wrote on your page, but I uh, was just Googling myself um, and actually looking for an image. Um, I have something going on with a, a huge company that ended up taking one of my images and they're using it for promotion. Oh, so I was trying to see like, where it went right without permission a uh, uh, giant company and um uh they're making a whole bunch of money and it was actually something i donated my time for for uh for let's say a, you know a kid with cancer who was their last wish for a company like that uh-huh. um anyways i was googling and I, and I literally was just kind of going through thumbnails and then i was like that's my website but that's not me because there's a picture of you next to my website. I'm like, what the heck is this? Um, and so I went on and started watching. I was like, this is cool. And I actually, I, you know, I love that idea that you did. I think that that was a cool, um, a cool thing. Because I critique on my channel, on my YouTube channel, I, I critique a ton of photographers. But you know, mm -hmm. usually they they contact sure. me like, Jeremy, can you look through my website? Okay. And we do it live. It's consensual, like <laughs> right? Um, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I I don't know if it was lucky that you got me because I'm super community like i'm very I, you know i built a studio just to help and mentor photographers my channel is theoretically dedicated to photographers but i do mm -hmm. a lot of other things on their family stuff vlogging yeah um so my brand itself and i think that's one thing you kind of mentioned in my uh, website um, kind of going through it in my youtube channel um it may be confusing to others but my brand is simply me rather mm -hmm. than just photographer so that's how i make a lot it's of like my money personal is, brand right i mean you know it's it's like um, I went over all these awards, best of Reno, best of Tahoe, simply because of my name mm. and it helps me out a ton. So, um, yeah, so I like that. Well, cool. I mean, so, it's, so it's kind of nice. I mean, your website's awesome. Your photography's obviously <laughs> phenomenal. It's just, it's like Thanks. when you're like walking into a, a really great website and then you're trying to like find things wrong with it. Sometimes you can get right. a little nitpicky, but yeah, uh, which is I, good. So I you mean, help me out a little bit. <laughs> well, the, the thing I, I found, I mean, the heart of the whole idea was a lot of photographers are not web developers or, or they don't even use services like Squarespace where it makes it super easy. And so often their websites right. are total trash. So it's right. like, uh, I, I think there's a lot of need for photographers to improve their websites. I mean, especially like creating their own portfolios. That's really difficult. I think to have, good self-awareness about what photos to choose. I mean, even if you have good work, that can be hard to choose. 
I agree. Know, what goes in your portfolio. So I, that's the hardest. I mean, yeah, I'm updating all my pictures now for uh, for this next year for my website. And yeah. it's literally the hardest thing ever, just trying to pick things to, to do. Right. I mean, it's funny. I just had a, a client meeting with a, a future uh, the wedding client. Um, our right, initial right. consultation, I usually bring an album with them to show them samples of work. And I was just, right. as they were flipping through it, I mean, they enjoyed the work, but I was just kind of cringing because the work's like three or four <laughs> years old. And I mean, you evolve and you change and styles change. I mean, right. it's, I mean, not just like photographic styles, but decorations or, you know, dress styles, all that kind of stuff changes. Everything, so. yeah, lighting and all that, like your gear that you use and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. Oh, I, I get it. Yeah, I totally get it. I try to make a new album every year, but... um you know, like I have like six or seven albums sitting in my studio mm-hmm. that they, they rummage through and do you, it's, uh, it's tough. Do you find that when you have those meetings, do clients like to see physical work of yours? I mean, or do you feel like they already um, have a good idea by the time you're meeting? You know, I, uh, I, I do a little uh, red flag checklist before I actually meet with my couples. Oh, so, yeah. um, I actually don't do like phone call meetings before. So anytime anybody's interested in actually booking me, I will send them, um, I use a service called pixify.com and it's basically just like, you know, 17 hats. It's just one of those things that puts all of our photography stuff in one area. So I can send them questionnaires, contracts, get payments and all that stuff. Okay. But, um, as soon as they email me and I have the date available, um, I actually send them my pricing list and a little questionnaire to fill out. Mm-hmm. And I know that once a couple has filled that out, that understand my pricing, which is usually the biggest thing, um, because if they've contacted you, they they like what they see on your website. Maybe they've heard of you from somewhere else, but pricing is always kind of that, that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I end up uh, sending them that questionnaire, they fill it out, and then... Um, when I meet with them, they already kind of know a lot about me because I'm in the mid to higher range in my area. Mm -hmm. So I think people spend a little bit more time actually researching photographers then, um, opposed to just kind of sending out like a bunch of, you know, let's meet, let's meet, let's meet. I, I I just don't want to meet. Right. I just don't want to meet with people that, you know, I I don't want that shock of my price. I don't want anything like that because it's not low, but you know, but if they want to meet with me, then they kind of know, all right. Right. We know that he's at least $4,000. We can afford him. Let's make sure that we mesh well in personality. And then all I have to do is sell my personality. So mm-hmm. make sure you although I have physical stuff everywhere, I don't think they really like, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, you, you know, that justifies that you're a good photographer, but they've seen everything online. We have social media sure. on our side. Right. So you, I would sort of say the same thing's the case. I don't have a, a questionnaire like that, but usually by the time we have an in-person meeting, they've pretty much had their mind made up once in a while they're they're smart and actually want to you know see if they gel with them personality wise right. but it seems like by the time you schedule a meeting they've seen your work they should have seen your pricing by then you know they've, oh, yes. they've made their decision yes and that's a huge thing i think a lot of photographers are old school mentality where they they try to hide the pricing till the end you know they you know do that little mm, push like the paper forward yeah yeah and then they go hey here's my pricing and all of a sudden you know what if they just can't afford it what if right and you know it's, it's nothing to do with you all but you've wasted their time you've wasted your time sure uh it's just it's a little sketch and uh for in terms of pricing do you give i don't remember on your website do you give yeah. any hints about like your starting point or so that at least have I don't. A, a ballpark okay you don't remember because it's not on there okay <laughs> um so no i mean um if somebody were to ask me my elevator pitch is i start at four thousand dollars for an entire day okay um so i really only have two pricing uh, structures but they're all for at least 10 hours okay um you know i say entire day but that's about 10 hours sure and um 
4,000 and 5,500. The only difference is product. Um, the bigger one gets me an additional photographer mm-hmm. and an engagement session built in. Mm-hmm. But other than that, um, yeah, I'd say I start at $4,000. Right on. Well, I like the yeah. simple simplicity of just having two packages too. I think right. a lot of people kind of have option overload and uh, give them too many choices. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was talking to uh, another photographer at WPPI a few years ago, and uh, he told me something Dave Ramsey said, but basically the more options you give somebody, the more likely they are to say no, hmm. um, which I totally agree. If I walk into a restaurant and they have 100 different items on there and I have to make a decision in like <laughs> 10 seconds or get nothing, right. I'm most likely going to say, I have no idea, just give me nothing. Totally. And it's just one of those things where... Uh, it's just a little, you know, tough. so yeah, if I, if I can help them make a decision by just saying, this is it, like, if you want me, right. this is what you have to pay. Right. Decide. And then well, they go, yeah. And you've done this long enough, you know what people usually are, are going to want. And so you've probably right. ironed out those packages perfectly, you know, so people, you know, what they want is going to be in there. Right. No, uh, no mugs, no iPhone covers, no, <laughs> no mouse pads. Why not? Yeah. No mouse pads. Uh, really? I mean, honestly, like if somebody were coming into photography now and they're like, well, what's the one thing I should sell? Um, digitals. Mm. I mean, you know, I sell prints galore. I sell canvases galore. The only thing I focus on in weddings are albums, prints, and canvases, nothing else. Mm. Um, but they always want the digitals. Like if you were trying to book a wedding and said, yeah, they don't come with any digitals at all in this era of time that we live in, right? you're not going to book anybody. Okay. So you, you, that's an add-on for you? No, it's it, the digitals come on. Everything else is an add-on. Okay. But you, yeah. you're just speaking more to the people that are trying to hold on to the, the older pricing right. models and, well, and packages where they didn't, they wanted yeah. to hold on to their negative, so to speak. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause like, I mean, let's think of our generation now, like we take pictures on our phone, we get that digital. Yeah. Um, so if I'm booking a wedding photographer, I want that digital. I want, I want to have that image, whether I print it or just to have it for safekeeping, um, you know, whereas back in the day it was all proofs and film and that's what you have to buy on the side. Sure. I think if, if, you know, I know a couple of photographers here that, that are not doing as successfully as some of us because they basically have their hourly rate and that can be whatever, $200, $150, $300 an hour. And then they sell the digitals after, but they don't necessarily tell the client that they don't get the digitals right away. A little shady. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah. then they go, yeah, if you want your digitals on a USB, cool. it's an extra 500 bucks. And they're like. But I, you shot my wedding. Why can't I get the digitals? And right. be, just because everybody gives digitals. Yeah. I, I think that's something I came to the realization too. Like early last year, I, I was kind of still holding on to that mentality of like, you know, it's all about the products. And, and I agree. Products are amazing. People need to be printing their work or the photos because there's no substitute for it. But this day and age, it's like everyone is, is all online. I mean, it's almost like the real world is secondary. And, you know, the digital mobile world on your phone is primary so if you're not giving people that i think you're kind of ignoring what the market's asking for and i think it's just a matter of pricing it in i mean people want it just price it in it's not like you have to give away your work and not no and you know you you get to set the copyright i mean it's not like you're giving them raw files right um you can tell them what they can and can't do with it i mean you know that's all built into your contract absolutely do people ever ask you for raws all the time um and i say no is it just well, a matter because they think they need to ask for them or do they yeah. know what they're asking for? I don't think they know what they're asking for. Um, so once you kind of explain it to them, and I explain this to photographers all the time, like don't get upset, don't get mad. 
Um, but like when a client's asking for RAWs, what they're really asking for is they're just asking for the JPEG. They're asking for the rights to print, to share on Facebook. Mm -hmm. That's really what they care about. They're not, they're editing the photos. Um, and you know, so you have to kind of have that conversation with them. Yeah, for sure. And I think sometimes they also think you might be not giving them everything. Right. Like not all the photos that you took. Like not all 5,000 you shot in the day. Right. And that, that's an easy conversation to have also. I think, I mean, they obviously don't want the ones that you missed the focus on or, you right. might have shot two or three frames to make sure you got a smile or no blinking. I mean, they don't want right. the two where they're blinking. So, and you know, the biggest way to uh, deter from that is, um, I actually explained it to them at the initial, you know, meeting when I mm-hmm. kind of go through my pricing sheet and I'm mm-hmm. like, yep. So you'll get, you know, I'm, I'm like in a, in a 10 hour span, I can shoot up to four to 5,000 images in a day. I am an overshooter. I know that, but <laughs> I don't care. Um, but like I'll, I always tell them I'll deliver, anywhere from 500 to 1200 images and it yeah. just depends on the day right and then they go oh my god that's a lot you know they still understand like that's still a lot of images yeah. i'm like yeah sure we're just deleting ones that you don't need to see right um, for sure and once i explain that to them people are kind of like okay we got it so there's no need to talk about it anymore in the future yeah i mean i usually simplify it and just say i give them everything i mean yeah i just don't i mean they don't need to know that i'm deleting a photo where I messed up the exposure or, you know, <laughs> right. Like you're playing around. Yeah. And I mean, if they use the word raw to me, then I know that they were on online somewhere. I know that mm-hmm. they were hitting up like the not.com and, yeah. and, and you know, the not's like, post. yeah, these are what you got to ask your photographer. Exactly. And, you know, ten, yeah, top 10 questions to ask your photographer. Right. Just what are you wearing to my wedding? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> what camera do you use? Like, I have no idea. Uh, right. I, I might get something new before your wedding comes. <laughs> <laughs> something new. That's funny. Well, I sometimes every now and then I'll get someone that dabbles in photography and they ask a little more technical questions. Right. And I, I, I don't know, that doesn't really bother me either because I think they're just, in a way, just kind of trying to rub elbows with you. They're not trying to test you. Just, yeah. And, you know, that's how I built my business was uh, theoretically dealing with, um, you know, talking to those photographers about gear and stuff. And I like doing that. So sure. if I can educate them a little bit, which is my always my goal. Uh, then I'll educate them as much as I can. Yeah, totally. So let's go back a little bit. How how did you get here today? I mean, you're doing this full time, uh, shooting weddings mostly. What? Yeah. How did you get here? I um. So uh, it's been almost ten years. Ten years in April. Wow, and the only reason congrats. I know that is uh, thanks. I um. We were having our second child, first birth. So we adopted our first child. So it was our second child, first birth. Nice. And um. Uh, we were getting ready to go to the hospital, and my little point-and-shoot Canon elf something broke. <laughs> um, so I was actually a massage therapist at the time. Okay. Good career, good clientele. It was it was pretty chill, and I um, it broke. So I went to my local Best Buy in Reno uh, or in Sparks, and um, I was like, "Dude, I got four hundred bucks." I need a camera. I want to buy your best point and shoot camera. And that literally was my mindset. I'm like, I just want the best point and shoot. Um, but then this guy goes, Hey man, this Sony right here is on sale. It was a Sony a 300, um, which it was a crap camera at the time, but it was still a DSLR. And I thought it was the best thing ever. So was that one of those I, ones that have like the, the fixed mirror inside or was that? Before no, it that? was a, um, Oh, it might've been, I don't know. I mean, it was a DSLR, but like it wasn't, it was tiny. Hmm. It kind of okay. reminds me of like the, you know, T one I. Okay. Um, yeah, so nothing too fancy about it, but it came with two lenses and a bag. 
Nice. Um, so I ended up buying that and, um, I went home and I started shooting things like beer bottles around the house. We were waiting for the baby to come and my images were crap. They were just horrible. <laughs> um, so I was like, this camera sucks. And, yeah. Yep. I've heard um, that before. Right. Uh, not realizing that it was me that sucked. So I went online, I went on Flickr and I started typing in the camera, um, which Flickr has a really cool thing if people don't know that, but you can actually type in the camera, the lens, the body, whatever, and it'll show you every single camera that was shot with that on Flickr. So I started to see like these amazing images shot with my gear. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so I'm the horrible one. So then Google, YouTube started learning. Early in my career, about six months after I started, I actually shot my first wedding um, for like 150 bucks. It was crap. I didn't have any lighting. I had nothing. It was mm-hmm. horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I don't think they're together anymore. And I don't oh. want to blame me, but you know, <laughs> it might have been me. So um, with that being said, I started to hate weddings. Um, around that time, too, I contacted about five photographers in my area and I asked them for help. And it was a simple, hey, I'm learning wedding photography. I need to get a little bit better. Can I please mentor with you, intern with you, whatever? Some, I just need some help. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, in that time around here, everybody, all five of those photographers in some form or another told me to drop dead. Um, oh, just, I wasn't didn't have time for you or? Didn't have time. Didn't think I was educated. A couple of them were, we went to school. You didn't go to school for it. Mm. So why would we teach you anything? Go pay okay. to go to school and blah, blah, blah. And so. Right. So I then hated photographers, um, hated photographers, hated weddings, started just shooting models, kind of doing these things. Um, and then I started to get better. I started to kind of teach myself and started posting a lot on Facebook and Flickr and no really Instagram yet, but, um, people started to reach out. So people were like, uh, Hey, how did you do that? Tell me Mm -hmm. about your lighting setup. And instead of me doing what was done to me. I literally just drew diagrams. I showed them, I explained it to them. And that kind of got the bug for me that helping people kind of raising the bar was a little bit better for my career than turning them away. Um, how did that, how did that help your career then? So, so basically what, what was going on was the old school mentality was if somebody's in your industry, they are competition. Mm-hmm. And competition needs to be squashed, which at some point in time, that made sense. But now what's happening is that there's so many photographers in our area and in our world that instead of making sure that we squash the young ones who are going to shoot anyways, who are going to charge crap anyways, mm-hmm. whether they're charging $50 for an hour session on a CD where I charge, you know, something I would charge $700 for, how about if I were to help them get up? And make them charge five or six hundred dollars. Then all of a sudden, the norm of the pricing is higher, right? Yep, that makes sense. Uh, what's that? What's that saying? A, a, a rising sea raises all ships, or something like that. Yep. Yep. So you know, we we build them up, and and what was happening is my name was getting pushed out more. My brand, how we kind of talked about earlier, my brand was getting out there. So basically, if you heard the word photographer in the Reno Tahoe area, um, my name just kind of jumped out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's that like catapulted my career uh, in the span of like two years from when I bought my first camera to becoming the best photographer in Reno, which to me thinking about it now is like insane. <laughs> and I've held well, that title. Probably a lot of people there. Yeah, uh, yeah. And well, Reno's growing. I think Nevada right now is like the fastest growing state in the nation. Oh, wow. um, yeah, we have Tesla here now and Apple right. and mm-hmm. all the California peeps are moving over, so we're becoming uh, 
mini California. That's a whole other story. <laughs> um, you know, and so it, it's it's been nice. But um, over the years, I've had uh, amazing clients, and they let me do what I want to do, and that's really kind of what sparked my my return back into wedding photography about seven years ago. And I love it. And now I get to charge what I want to charge, book who I want to book. Uh, not only are they interviewing me, but I'm interviewing them as well. Yeah. Uh, and it helps out a ton. For sure. So do you think just sort of being more prominent in the photographer community, like people would come to you and look to you for advice and prominence, or maybe right. do you think that spilled over into clients like they respected you because you're kind of an industry leader? Or? Uh, totally. So, I mean... Um, you know, with the YouTube channel, with Facebook and all that, I share a lot of knowledge. And although I have a ton of photographers that follow me, I have a ton of non-photographers that follow me too. And, you know, we, we can't forget that photography is done by like literally everyone. Mm -hmm. um, whether they decide to make money off of it is a totally different thing, but people still want to learn. Um, so, what I've noticed is people kind of hear me talk about photography, know that I understand photography, know that I understand posing, and you know, just, just general life mm -hmm. photography stuff. Mm -hmm. So, as soon as they need a photographer or somebody goes, hey, I'm looking for a photographer, my name comes out. The other aspect is that when I'm mentoring these photographers and maybe they're not ready to book a wedding or ready to do something, they'll push my name out and say, Jeremy's the guy to book. I, I don't trust myself mm -hmm. with yeah, this right now. It's a huge network. Right. And so, yeah, I've learned that the more you help people, the better it is for you. Um, Simple as that. Yeah, I, I, that's totally respectable. I think it's the idea of giving. It's just like the right thing to do. I mean, regardless of it, if there's like a direct benefit for yourself, it's just good to be a good human being. I think exactly. that reciprocity kind of rears itself in your business eventually. It's just got to be patient. I mean, you've been doing this for 15 years. So, I mean, it's, it took you two years. I mean, a lot of people, I've had people say like, I've been trying to do this for two months and uh, you know, I'm not getting anywhere in my business. I'm like, oh, dude, you months? just started. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, you guys, a lot of people aren't very patient. And so it's definitely something that takes endurance. Exactly. I yeah. I mean, um, well, anything, I mean, you know, and like I've changed the way I've shot like a thousand times. I've changed my gear a thousand times. Um, and, you know, I just got a whole bunch of Godox stuff yesterday. So I've been testing all that stuff all night and I freaking nice. love it, by the way. Oh, Godox by the way, that's cool. The game. I've been um, keeping my eye on it. Dude, I mean, like, what do you shoot with now? Uh, I use Photix flashes right now, so. Okay. Which are similar, but not quite. I like the the fact that the batteries are integrated into the model light with Codex that's, stuff. Uh, yeah, that's huge. So, I mean, I literally have no wires, no cords other than to charge everything. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, even the A2, 8200s, they're, like, the smallest ones that look like the speed lights. Mm-hmm. Dude, those things are like five times as powerful as like a regular Canon 600. Um, so having one of those at a wedding, just that alone at a wedding with a softbox, will out you know theoretically can outdo the sun shoot in most situations. Do those support uh, high speed sync? They do. Okay. All Godox products do. Um, the trigger, I think the trigger was like sixty bucks. The 8200 is like two seventy five. Um, you can get a bracket for 20 bucks on Amazon. That was actually made by Godox. The bracket's amazing, but super cheap. Reviews are great. Um, and then a soft box from them, a small soft box for like 25 bucks. And that's nothing. That's all you need on a right. monopod or handheld by a model or mm -hmm. uh, an assistant. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's literally the size of a speed light. So um, it's, it's freaking amazing. And, you know, I just made that jump. So I'm super happy with it. And that's, does that use like its own battery pack or is it used? Yeah, like... it's a lithium battery. Okay. 
So uh, yeah, just same thing. You charge it, so no more double A's on that. The only double A's you'll use is in the trigger, mm-hmm. but um, theoretically all no of problem. Godox's uh, yeah chargeable lithium batteries. Um, so you know, get that, get an extra battery for forty bucks, which I had to order today just to have it on on set. But That's I, mean, I shot yesterday for two hours. My kids in my living room, mm-hmm. a little YouTube video on it, and um, it's still like half power, like nothing's gone. Wow. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's the thing I like about photography, especially like wedding photography is that we, we have to think a little differently. Whereas in my commercial world, I can buy whatever I want. I have time to set up, you know, I'll get there two hours early. We have a team setting up everything, mm-hmm. but in weddings, I'm running from location to location. Right. Um, it's gotta be small, I need to be able light to, and fast. Yeah. Yeah. Grab it and go and run or have somebody that doesn't, you know, have an assistant like, Hey, I need you to grab this real quick. Uh, and we, we have to go to place to place. It was raining in Tahoe last Sunday, raining and snowing, mm. <laughs> and we had to shoot outside still. So I had, you know, 10 minutes, uh, 10 minute gaps where I could take the bride and groom out before hiding them in, putting an umbrella over them, warming them up, and then doing it again. Um, so awesome. yeah, it worked out pretty well. Yeah. That's good to review. I've I've had my eye on it just because the, the photo gear works pretty well too, but I, just having the, the separate battery pack on a cord has been a little bit of a hassle a little more difficult for someone to move around and stuff so and do you have all photox gear like your uh speed lights your model lights and all that uh i mainly use their model lights i have for speed lights i usually just use some cheap uh like manual ones i have some photox manual speed lights so right uh, and that's the biggest reason i changed too because all of godox work with all godox mm-hmm. um so i just got like one speed light um and I can use that as off-camera flash or on-camera flash. Mm-hmm. But basically, that one trigger I can use for everything. So, if you're doing a Perfect. shoot and you need an extra kick of light in the back, just, just grab another light. You don't have to grab another receiver or anything. It's built right. in. Turn it on. You're Sweet. Good. That's, the, that's honestly the biggest thing because I was using Yang Nuos and Interfit and mm. Einsteins. and mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just kind of it's, – well, it's like complicated. It's easy to forget stuff or, right. you know, you make a mistake. Uh, it's like you forgot the wrong trigger or the you – know, one. Yeah, you don't have the other trigger. <laughs> What do you do? Right. Or you try to use uh, optical tr- triggering outdoors or something that's to be dicey or, you know, all kinds of fun yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's funny hearing you relate. Well, and Godox stuff is super affordable too. That's the other thing. Do you think the quality's on par with other brands? Uh, as of right now, I think it's better. I mean, so pro photo aside, um, you know, F-Stopper just did this uh, a review on YouTube on their page for um, Godox versus Profoto. Oh, really? Okay. I'll tell you, I mean, what I always tell everybody coming in the industry or anytime, if you can tell me what flash was used in any shoot without yeah. me showing you the flash, I'll give you a million dollars. Right, you cannot. There is no, <laughs> there is no way that any, I, that if I put a picture up, somebody can go use Alien Beach, use Einstein, use a Profoto for that. No, um, no way. No way. So, uh, what I'm looking for in a speed light is a long-term durability, um, easy wireless access. So, being able to trigger it from anywhere, from a good distance. Although these are rated like 300 feet, I'm never 300 feet away from my light. Um, you know, and, and long, pow- long power life. That's really all I care about. Um, but the Godox themselves, they just feel really good. They're good quality. They're, you know... Um, um, they, they, I mean, I've held pro photos, I've used pro photos in studios and they, they, there's no difference to me and the light quality is not different at all. And if somebody can come and tell me that, um, I will literally make them describe it to me in detail why it's different. 
yeah i i almost think the even the the modifiers themselves don't even matter so much i mean i can get Mm-mm. the different shapes of the light might change but yeah your catch I mean, if you have two but... boxes, one's brand a and brand b I, it would be hard to tell a difference even there too mm-hmm. i so, agree so i mean getting into flash do you think that's a distinguishing thing for you at weddings i f- i find at least in my local over here across the hill from you most people are natural light wedding photographers right and i always felt like flash was an interesting way to differentiate my style have you always integrated or used flash at weddings uh yeah so i actually started off with flash in my work in general i was always intrigued by it um my first flash was just a cheap old 150 watt uh, flash. I don't know where I found it, but I had to PC sync it into my camera. Oh, fun. Um, in my backyard, yeah, I put it on a tripod and me and my wife um, would just jump in front of the camera and do jump shots and see what I could freeze. <laughs> nice. So Yeah, so I've actually loved flash and uh, same as you, I am known for my strobus work at weddings. I'm known for um, not doing the same thing that every other photographer does at weddings. Um, ultimately I feel like I shoot a lot of natural light at weddings, but we need to understand how to use flash because I live in Reno and we have a lot of weather, even though think people think Nevada is a desert, mm-hmm. we're cold and we, um, have a ton of rain and snow throughout the entire year. Like it'll be July and we'll get snow. Right. Um, so if that happens, I can't explain to my client, Hey, we can't shoot inside because I only shoot natural light. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just ridiculous. So, you know, I think style wise, yeah, I think it just depends on. Um, you should know Flash, but I, I I do think that people book me a little bit more because I can create an illusion of a photo um, with just Flash. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it gives you options. I mean, if like you were saying, if you're forced to go indoors, you you would have to find a window or some kind of you know some kind of light that looks pleasing. I mean, you can't just have the I don't know. Mixed indoor artificial lighting can be tough. Right. You know, all that, those kind of scenarios and just having flash in your toolkit gives you options. I mean, if right. it's, you can shoot midday outdoors. I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff. I agree. <laughs> awesome. So do you, do you think clients actually bring it up or is it just something they just kind of instinctually notice like, Oh, wow, your photos have that wow factor. Uh, yeah, they don't know what it is most times. Um, so they have no idea why it looks like the way it does, but sometimes they'll pull up like an image on their phone of like a screenshot they shot of one of mine mm. and they go, we love this. And I call them epic shots. Um, they're like, we love this shot right here. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's one of the things we did at sunset. I'm like, I have a strobe right here and my assistant's holding it. And I kind of explained it to them and they go, mm-hmm. oh, I get it now. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. And I kind of tell them, you know, if, if this was a natural light shot, the sky would be white. The sky would, right. you know, be blown no out and you don't get, yeah. And so they kind of go, oh, that makes sense. You don't, you don't get in too much detail with them, but right. I kind of tell them this is what I'm trained for. This is why it happens. If you want a shot like this, you need to hire a photographer like me. Um, if you try to hire a natural light photographer, I'm sure they'll be amazing and great, but they won't get this shot. That's correct. That's a right. perfect way to put it. I, I think it's also fun too, when you get out a, a softbox or some kind of lighting equipment, they, I, sometimes they feel like they're, I don't know, like, it's almost like they're getting their money's worth in a way. It's like they're on a real photo shoot, you know, it's, yeah, they feel special. I know people. Yeah. I mean, people love seeing gear. They love seeing, um, when you bring the flash out, they go, Oh my God, is that like, is that making that fire? You know, like a lot of guests <laughs> yeah. will be like, how is that going off every time yep. you take the camera? This thing. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. I see that at the reception. Like if you have a little fill light off in the corner or something, 
they'll like how are you triggering that yeah they're like and yeah they'll look at me and then they'll look at the flash and they'll look at me and they're like mm-hmm. what is happening that's funny that that happens to you too so <laughs> do you um do most of your weddings in that area do you do destination weddings much or do you have a preference um, I, yeah so i would say 70 percent of my weddings are within reno and tahoe um Luckily, I mean, those are Tahoe's, kind of destinations as it yeah as yeah it Reno is, so. is not necessarily Tahoe is a super destination wedding and then we have like um areas in Quincy and Gray Eagle which are kind of off to the side mm-hmm. but uh you know we have Donner which everybody knows from the Donner party where mm-hmm. people eat people <laughs> um so I'm like you know 20 minutes away from that but it's a gorgeous area so we yeah theoretically are a um destination area but I do about 30 percent of my weddings destination somewhere uh, a lot of LA um, sometimes like Mexico, Utah, nice. stuff like that, that are semi-close. And those are just usually referrals. But mm. although I do love destination weddings, um, they take a lot of time out and you actually usually lose money from it just because yeah, a lot of photographers don't think about that. But like if you have a wedding in Mexico on a Saturday and say you do the bare minimum, we have to get there on a Friday and you leave on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, that Friday and Sunday, you're not getting paid. Right. Um, you could be doing a couple portrait sessions where you're, you know, making, uh, you know, $1,500 for the day or something. But a lot of photographers are like, I need to travel. I want to travel. And so you, that's their trade off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, one or two destination weddings a year, I feel good with more than that. I, I kind of freak myself out. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. I, I feel like, I mean, they're fun and I think they're cool for portfolio pieces. I mean, cause they, they definitely have wow factor for sure, but, uh, it's like, it's a lot more work. I mean, you have to pack more right. and you're gone and you probably don't sleep well because you're off, you know, you're traveling and all that. It's definitely not as glamorous I th- as I think <laughs> people tend to make it out to be. Right. Well, it's cool that you're, I mean, you, you have Tahoe right there. I mean, it's just. Uh, Where are you at? I'm near Redding. Do you know? Just. Oh, yeah. I'm about three hours away from you. Dude, you're close. I thought you were like super far. Nope. I mean, we. Have a little crossover. My dad lives in Reno, so I go there every now and then. But uh, yeah, we're not. Is that how you picked Reno? Like when you did that YouTube thing? Uh, No, I was just thinking of big cities near me. So Reno jumped into my mind first and went from there. So yeah, Yeah, I figured I wanted a bigger market. I kind of live in a rural area. I live outside of Redding and and Red Bluff, technically, if you know this area at all. But yeah, I do. so I, I, I mean, all of my branding usually says Redding because that's where most of the people live. But right, um, my service area is kind of I mean, do you uh, pull like a lot Sacramento of through Redding. No? What's that? Yeah, I feel like Sacramento is big. Is it? Is it? I mean, do you guys have a good community over there? Yeah, I mean, it's huge, but there's definitely a, a lot more photographers too. There's probably, I'd say, twenty that are successful down there. Nice. At least. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, we're, I we're the, definitely getting bigger, but. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're so small. <laughs> well, what's the population, I guess, between I no Reno idea, and Sparks? Man. I don't know. I should Google this. <laughs> Let me Google this real quick. Um, I mean, it's probably a couple hundred thousand, I'd guess. I want to say like four. Uh, right now, Reno is 248. Okay. Or 249. Let's say 249,000. And then Sparks is 100,000. So... Yeah. That's yeah, pretty big like between the two. 400, yeah. I mean, it's all kind of one big city. I we mean, consider kinda... it. I mean, I, I live in Sparks, but if I drive five minutes, I'm in Reno. Right. Um, so we consider Reno and Sparks the same. But yeah, it's, it's dude, it's growing, man. I mean, like, we're getting so many people. I think they're saying we're supposed to get like 200,000 people in the next like two years. Hmm. 
Um, just with Tesla being here, Apple, Google's out here. Um, huh. I was reading an, an interesting an interesting article about how uh, Reno's kind of become the Tesla town. Yeah, and there's just like a lot of Tesla employees there. So I mean, we're getting we're getting money, um, and people are spending money, which is nice, you know. And it might be a good market for you to start marketing out in Reno too, because um, we have a lot of Bay Area people coming in, sh- like you know, videographers, DJs, and all that, shooting weddings, especially in Tahoe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the money's coming in, so we're hoping that it stays that way for the for the short term. But prices have gone up on houses and apartment is like crazy. Yeah. Well, so is that, you know, is that something that? you factor in with your pricing i mean do you make changes periodically or do you No, i mean i um you know i own my own home i you know i have my bills so the 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 biggest way that i factor my pricing is based on my needs and how much i want to work um so i do it very about me and i think the biggest mistake a lot of photographers make is that they try to go to like maybe they'll contact me as like a, you know, it happens all the time where a photographer will contact me very shadily and be like, Hey, I'm looking to book a wedding. Can mm-hmm. I see your prices? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I send them an email back and I get an auto email or something like, Hey, sorry. You know, you find out they're a photographer. Right. And I'm like, just freaking yeah, ask you me. Just I'm asked. happy to show you my prices. Right yeah. But, um, what they try to do is they try to get with photographers like me and then mimic my pricing. But my pricing is custom to me. Um, right. it's it what I need to make your experience and right. All and the you know, how much I made. work. Yeah. And so, so we have to, you know, uh, you know, you really find out what you sell and I help a lot of photographers with this, but, um, pricing is as personal as anything else. And if you're charging a hundred dollars to shoot a 10 hour wedding, then I assume that your mom's paying for everything in your life and mm. you don't need anything. <laughs> and you know, so well, it's kind how of how do you how feel works. about people that are starting out like in charging very little amounts. Do you have a problem with that or do you think I, that's where they got to start? I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I, I get upset in the fact that I feel bad for them hmm. because I ultimately, you know, when you, um, you know, when you go to like, uh, let's say you're staying at a hotel and you're staying at the Ritz Carlton, you know, you go in there expecting to pay a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Um, because of what you're going to be getting. It's high class, it's service. But say you just have a night and you're like, I just want crap place to sleep. So you hit up a Motel 6. Mm-hmm. I don't want these new photographers to feel like a Motel 6. Um, basically, when they're not presenting the c- proper price for themselves, people already go in knowing that they're going to get mediocre work, mediocre photographer, mm-hmm. simply based on their pricing. So if I give them a quote of $4,000, another photographer gives them a quote of $500, they're ultimately going to look at that 500 photographer and go, okay, tell me what's wrong with you. Like, why are you only 500 bucks? Mm-hmm. And For then, sure. I mean, that the price that, yeah. is going to instantly whole, give them a value. Right. And so that's ultimately it. Also, I know how much work it takes when they went to, to do a wedding. Um, I feel like they're also trying to prove themselves. So they're going to shoot a bit longer than they have to. And then ultimately they're just going to kill their rate. Um, and they're going to, they're going to jump out of weddings because they hate weddings now. Um, because you know, whether they're the people didn't treat them right or whatever, but you're charging 500 bucks for something that you should be charging 4,000 for. Right. So people aren't going to take you seriously. For sure. It's funny you, you say that in terms of, I find that over the years, the cheapest weddings I've had have been some of the, like the most neediest Worst. clients. Like oh, yeah. they expect the most from you. And it's, it's kind of interesting psychology of pricing things. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, uh, I talk about that a lot too. I feel like 
when people invest a good amount of money into something, they have the utmost trust in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether you're buying a couch or hiring a photographer. I mean, if you spend a good amount of money on it, you know it's going to last you a while. You're, mm-hmm. You feel good about it. But if you don't, there's always a doubt that like something's going to go wrong. I need to make sure that I'm on top of things. And I'm the same as you when I was charging. My first few weddings were like $800 for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, digitals only. And... The bride was on top of me. The mom was on top of me. <laughs> um, did you get this? Did you get this? Wait, my bro, you know, I'll and make sure like that she does two this. Two days later, they're asking for the pictures. And- right, right. And, you know, I you know, I'm, I'm, I learn as I go. So, yeah, I, I agree. But once I hit that, like, $3,500, 4000 mark, literally no questions. It's just always like, you are amazing. Thank you Tell so much for coming. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah. How do I pose? Uh, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Um, and I just run the wedding and that's how it's been the last like five years where I'm like, this is what I do. Just trust me. Nice. Well, that's, it takes time, but so how do you get there? Would you recommend someone spend time second shooting or you mentioned mentors for yourself? Totally. Totally. Uh, so every photographer listening to this, if you have been in the game for more than five years, offer second shooting. Um, if you have been less than five years, second shoot as much as you can. Uh, when you second shoot, don't expect to get paid, but here's how I do things. I do my second, so I have a second shooter package where, um, my, my couple can hire a second shooter with me and that's theoretically either a la carte or in my biggest package. And when that happens, I actually just hire like a trusted wedding photographer buddy of mine Mm -hmm. that, you know, and we have a group of like 10 of us that kind of get together and, um, you know, Hey man, I need a second shooter. You just kind of work for each other. Right. But um, if I don't have a second shooter booked, um, I do little postings within my studio, within a couple Facebook groups that I have, offering second shooter positions. Hey, guys, if you are learning or want to learn about wedding photography, I have a wedding on this date. Um, you're more than welcome to second shoot this wedding. It's an eight-hour day. You hang out with me. I actually let them keep their images. They just have to let me know when they post them, just mm. in case they get excited and they post the night of and I haven't mm. posted anything. Right. Um and you can keep your images, you work under my company, but I don't take any, I actually, I, and I won't deliver any of those images to my client because they didn't pay for them. Mm. Um, but this way they can learn the flow of the wedding, learn how I talk, learn how I work, um, and actually expect it before they just try to do their own cheap wedding and then um, mess it up. So basically you're saying that you would bring in one of these, uh, like a, a trainee Newer. type person when they didn't actually pay for a second shooter? Right. Okay. Um, they're they're almost treated as assistants. I mean, of course, get the okay from your couple. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, so I mean, a lot of my couples know they understand that I mentor photographers. So I will usually tell them like, "Hey, I'm going to bring a second person in. If that's cool, I'll make sure I pay for their dinner." And usually, they they just take care of it. it's like a buffet dinner, right? Sure. Um, but I'm like, I'll take care of their dinner if we need to. Just let me know. And yeah, and then they just come in and and shoot to learn, okay. almost as part of your studio. Okay. Um, and so yeah. you would not give those to the client, even if they're good enough. No. And they're probably not good enough. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, and we don't, I don't give them any rules on like how to shoot. Um, I don't tell them what F-stop I'm using. I don't tell them, you know, what I'm going for. I'm like, shoot for you. These are portfolio shots for you. Maybe they can throw one or two in their portfolio to book a wedding in the future. Ultimately, you know, it's, it's, these are the first images that they pull out of their portfolio because they were learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the times they're fumbling with their settings anyways, because we're going from inside a church, outside a church. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're like, I I got nothing. So, (laughs) you know, you don't put that pressure on them where we'll deliver some. That's a cool idea. Yeah. I mean, it's, it just depends, but this way we're, we're helping them rather than, 
sending them out to do a wedding of a couple and they mess up completely. Well, it's also kind of a cool way to like vet someone or, you know, build a relationship with someone that later on you can use I mean, you keep an eye right. on them as, if, as they get their own weddings and do their own work and get better. You can bring in future for referrals for you. I mean, well, you know, that too. We, we never think of that. We, it's always like, you know, if, if a wedding photographer can't do a wedding, like I have an email that goes out that sends out to, to, to five different photographers if I'm booked. Mm. Um, and, you know, I'm just referring them out. Whether they do that to me, I have no idea. I hope that they do. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things where you help me, I help you without really asking for it. That's cool. I, I've never heard of anyone doing that, like in the case of where someone didn't uh, hire a, a second and then you brought one in just to, give them an opportunity that's pretty cool yeah definitely and you know some people will love weddings after that or hate weddings after that it's true well i think that's funny too because i I know a lot of people at least non-portrait photographers or even some portrait photographers they don't they think weddings are the worst and right even some that do it for a living and they talk about how they hate weddings and i'm like well shoot something else if you don't love it i mean right and and you know like there's a there's a facebook post on there right now uh, going around for like this boudoir lady booty shorts or something like that whatever it's called and it's a sponsored post and i keep seeing it but basically she's like i hate weddings weddings suck do boudoir and I, so i'm commenting on it i'm like why do you hate weddings so much like you know like i love weddings i make a ton of money my clients love me i create memories mm-hmm. um i still do boudoir with those weddings and you know it's one of those things where like people hate it for maybe they had one bad experience Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think some people aren't very good at the the scheduling side, or they don't like the stress of trying to keep things on on schedule. Right, that, that can be stressful, but I don't. Know, I think the benefits outweigh the disadvantages oh, yeah. for sure. At least for me, I work. Uh, I like stress. I, I work hard. <laughs> you know, get a good ten hours in, and then I'm a hero, and then I'm done. Well, for sure, absolutely. It's funny you say that. The hero. I I tell the story all the time. My very first wedding, I did for a family member for free. And nice. I gave them a bunch of guarantees, like, or, or no guarantees, like saying, you get what you get <laughs> and you don't throw a fit, basically. Right. Uh, and because I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was new to Flash. I didn't know much. And uh, and I at the time, I thought I hated shooting weddings because I, mean, I had never done it. So I never pursued it. And it just seemed like something I didn't want to do. And I ended up loving it to death and loved being the center of attention and being involved <laughs> in everything. And just it was, it was a fun, exhilarating experience for sure. I get, I get it. Yeah, I love that. And, and I actually got one of my, still one of my favorite shots that I've ever taken at that wedding. It was pure luck, but I got it. It was like started to snow and used a little bit of flash at sunset and nice. just lit up all the snowflakes and they kissed in a really natural, cool pose. I didn't even tell them what to do. And it's just, it's funny how those kinds of serendipitous things happen. And Happy accidents, kind of, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, it just sort of set the tone for going down that road later on. If, if that didn't happen, it may not have, you know, inspired me quite as much. Right. Yeah. And, you know, we, we shoot an entire day to get like one image that we love. <laughs> um, and you never know when it's going to happen. So, yeah, that's awesome. For sure. Well, Jeremy, I've had you for 45 minutes now. I really appreciate you coming on. Again, like I felt super awkward just kind of picking apart your website without your permission and putting it out there on the internet. And I think it's cool just how you've responded and and took it in stride. And I love how you are uh, big in the community and helping other photographers as well. That's super huge and inspiring to me. I've been looking for ways to sort of improve the content I'm producing and 
I'm not very good at like realizing what I'm good at. You know what I mean? Like you do it every <laughs> right. day. And so it seems like second nature. So you don't think, well, maybe someone doesn't know how to do this simple thing that I do every day. Right. I've, uh, I've noticed on my channel and my, my stuff that the things that are getting the best hits are really easy stuff, like how to set up a tripod, um, you know, how to turn your flash or, you know, how to turn your flash on, how to turn it off, like little things like that, because people are looking for these quick fixes. Um, so, you know, my biggest thing is as you learn something, explain it to people as well. Mm-hmm. teach it to others and then that that, that stuff will kind of come out but really with your channel just have fun with it um you know I, I i've been watching what you've been posting so it's been good you're definitely way more into the editing side of it than i am like my <laughs> channel's very you know like one camera on straight cut through uh out of out of intro and i'm done yeah um well there's, so yeah i love that there's some benefit to your style too. I mean, you can produce content with less friction. Mine's you can just, just lazy, sit down and record it. Well, <laughs> maybe, but you're busy. You got a life and a business to run. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's hard to balance like creating content and all that. So it's right. cool. Like I, that was another point about your website that I thought was cool is you had a YouTube link and you're actually on YouTube producing content. Yeah, I so saw that. that's, and when you clicked cool. on that, you're like, does he have any stuff on there? And I'm like, yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I got a crap ton of stuff. That's awesome. Cause I, a lot of people, I mean, I had a tweet just recently. I was uh, going to this bridal show to do some behind the scenes kind of work for someone mm-hmm. who, one of the bridal boutiques, uh, taking pictures of the models in dresses that they're going to put on a little runway show. And I was just looking at the other photographers that paid to be in this show or have booths at this wedding right. show. And like three of them, one website was, I was getting a Chrome you know, virus warning in one the website didn't look like the bill was paid so the hosting had turned it off it's just like stupid stuff like that i'm just like you gotta be kidding me these people are paying to advertise at this this. show and no one can even right and that's like huge because your clients potential clients are looking at this and you know whether whether it was mispaid or you know misdone or whatever they already have a connotation of you that's negative right so it's funny just Oh, and there's just so much to balance. And like I said, nobody, not many people are web people. So they, they wouldn't even know what to do if their website got hacked, but it's just, right. uh, it's interesting. I have, to, <laughs> I have to email my, uh, webmaster and yell at them. Right. I don't do my own stuff. Well, I mean, if you get to a point with your business where you can afford that, I think a lot of people are all one man <laughs> bands just kind of right. trying to get it all done on their own. Thanks, Very Jeremy. Cool. I think uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up here and, uh, we'll definitely stay in touch. If I come to Reno, maybe we can grab coffee sometime and, yeah man that'd be great that'd be fun all right dude thanks so much awesome and have a good one what you're still here listening to the podcast 45 minutes later you rock i really appreciate you if you thought this episode was great i'd love to hear from you tweet me at eric leslie photo on twitter or tell your friends let them know about this podcast Uh, we talk about photography we talk about weddings we talk about all kinds of stuff related to the industry so Please share it with a photographer friend and subscribe today. Thanks, guys.